knowledge and, and, and experience and blessings if we would go to those people that have already gone through it. You're raising your kids? It, it can be challenging at times. Well, talk to so-and-so. They've raised their children, and, and they've been where they, you were. And here's some mistakes I made. Don't make that same mistake. Here's some things you can do a little bit differently to, to help. But too often, we just struggle through it on our own because of our pride. We don't want people to know that we struggle. We have challenges. So we cook the books, and we show up on Sunday looking sharp with our ties, our nice blouse for you ladies that wear a blouse. I wore a blouse for 21 years. That's what the Air Force calls at the top, a blouse. But listen, we show up, and we put on a show. Like everything's okay. But when we go to our homes, there's chaos and there's frustrations and there's discouragement and there's difficulty because we won't reach out to one another. We're here for one another. That's why you didn't forsake today. Not just to come listen to me blubber and teach and, and whatever, preach. That's a blessing. That, that's one of the primary reasons we're here. But we're also here to encourage and strengthen one another. So we can only do that most effectively if we're straight up and honest with one another. Lord, help me to be honest with people. Because it's not always sunshine and butterflies. I think I've said that many times. We don't understand the struggles that, go home, that are in the homes of everyone in our church. We just see the outside. And so if we don't verbalize that to somebody, we don't know. We don't know to pray for them. Yes, we know because the Word of God tells us to pray, but we definitely, we certainly can't pray intelligently, and we can't weep when they weep and, and rejoice when they rejoice because we're not communicating with one another. Because of our pride, we just, I don't want anyone to think that I'm not perfect. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. We can make each other sharper. We can make each other better if we would just open up about things. Uh, listen, confession brings accountability. If you open your mouth and say, hey, I struggle in this area, that allows your brother or your sister to come to you later and say, hey, how's it going? Are you getting victory in that area? What, what, what are, you, are you still struggling with that? Can I continue to pray with you? Listen, it brings a level of accountability that is good for us because, listen, we're lazy, we're fleshly, and we don't necessarily want to do that. So it's good to have somebody come alongside and say, hey, are you doing that? Headquarters is going to be here next week. What's going on? Because let's be honest, we're all not, not all of us are spiritual enough to understand that the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. And so we just let ourselves go. And so sometimes it's good to have somebody on this earth that can come to us and say, hey, I remember you told me about that. How's it going? Let's pray together about that. Right? It brings a, a certain level of accountability. Listen, it invokes compassion and support from others. We all struggle. And so we can all understand that at times it can be difficult. And so, boy, it will bring compassion. Listen, I've been through that before. I remember what it was like to have those challenges. I feel for you. I'm going to pray for you more fervently because I understand what you're facing. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. 
Lord, help that not to be the case in our church where somebody is struggling and there's nobody they can turn to for help. What a breath of fresh air when you can go to somebody and say, listen, I just need some help. Man, this area of my life is hard. I'm struggling. I keep falling. And you just encourage them, a just man falls seven times and rises again. Listen, with God's help, we can get through this. Uh, we can be an encouragement to one another. God never intended us for us to struggle through our afflictions and failures alone. He never intended that. He died for the church. He brought us together to support one another, to edify, to build one another up. Not to mention that he's there for us. You don't have to go at it alone. He gave us one another, and we looked at this, uh, uh, I guess it was last week, I think, uh, to comfort and to edify one another. To comfort and, to, and to, to build up and to strengthen. Listen, if we would just be honest and, and confess some things, so I think it would bind us together more intimately. And ultimately, it would bind us closer to Christ because as we go through the struggles with other people and we're, singular, we're, we're together, bound together, seeking the Lord, much victory can be had. John Wesley said this, Confession, or confess your faults. Whether ye are sick in the health, or in health, to one another, he does not say to the elders, this may or may not be done. <clears throat> For it is nowhere commanded. We may confess them to anyone who can pray in faith. He will then know how to pray for us and more stirred up to do so and pray one for another that ye may be healed of all your spiritual diseases. I think we're missing a critical piece of our fellowship when we're not candid and straight with one another. And again, we all need to be spiritual about it. If somebody comes to you, you need to honor the fact that they had the confidence that you would be able to be able to support them and pray for them and encourage them. Be spiritual about it. It's not the opportunity to get on your high horse and think you're better than them. It's an opportunity for you to understand that, boy, lest I be tempted also and fall, let's pray about this together. Let's encourage one another. Let's strengthen one another. I'm, yeah, last week, I'll, it's in my notes here. Right? It was last week. Might I remind you of last week's text? 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. We're supposed to be doing this together and strengthening each other. We should be praying for and building one another up. So when somebody brings something to you, you ought to be building them up. I'm praying for you. We're going to get through this and just start encouraging and strengthening them in the Lord. I want to remind you that these are reciprocal plural pronouns. It works both ways. In our flesh, we're going to want everybody to come confess to us so we can get all the good information, right? Don't forget, you ought to be returning the favor, sharing your struggles with somebody. Maybe not the same person that necessarily shares them with you, always. But what I'm saying is it works both ways. So don't just think you're the one that's spiritual and you're here for everybody's counseling and edification. 
right? You need it too. We all need it. Listen, do we believe prayer works? Why not invoke others to pray on our behalf? Prayer works. If you don't believe it, or if you don't believe me, just look at this verse right here in our text. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So like I said, you're talking to those people that are spiritual, those people that are trying to walk with God and they're honoring God with their life and you're sharing some things with them. And so those are the people that are praying for you. And the word of God just simply says it avails much. We could quit right there, but we're not going to. Prayer works, amen? The two of you believe it. <clears throat> they're given, there's a couple prerequisites here, I think you can, you can say. Uh, prayer should be offered fervently. Effectual fervent is actually one word in the original uh, Greek, and it comes from the words, ener- I can never pronounce, energio, which means to be active, efficient, do, effectual, be mighty in, show forth, uh, work. And, and it has the idea of a fervency, a heat, uh, a passionate prayer, an earnest prayer. But listen, prayer doesn't work if you don't pray. Did you get that? Prayer doesn't work if you don't pray. So the idea of of this being an earnest or effectual, fervent prayer is the fact that you're doing it. Uh, And you're doing it fervently. Uh, Listen, we must understand that we must pray for uh, prayer to work. You must do it. It's not a gossip session when somebody starts coming to you with their struggles and their challenges, it's time to get on your knees and pray for them. You won't see the availing if you don't do the praying. I think if you guys remember back when we did the introduction, when we were looking at the book of James, James was known for his prayer life because of his knees. Old camel knees and and things like that. He was known because he was such a prayer warrior. Do we pray enough? I don't think we do. Um, I know I don't. <laughs> I'll be straight. You know, there's times where I neglect prayer when I should have spent more time in prayer, more fervently prayed for something, more earnestly begged God to do something in a certain area. Uh, we ought to be a praying people. Listen, you cannot get frustrated that prayer does not work if you're not praying. But we want to say a quick prayer, think about something one time, and we expect God to just move. That's not how this works. And, and I, can quantify, I, can, I can tell you that because he gives us an example in verses 16 and 7. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. And so verse 18, when he talks about praying again, that, oh, I'm getting ahead of my notes here, but 1 Kings 18, that's where he prays again and the rain comes, but he sent his servant seven times to go look and see if there were clouds. And he had collapsed down on the ground and put his head between his knees and began to beg God to do something. He prayed earnestly. It wasn't a quick, Lord, please do this, and just expecting God to do something. No, he got serious about it. 
He prayed effectual and fervently. He prayed earnestly. He, he got serious about it. He wanted God to do something. And so he began to pray. When we read these verses in James, I think sometimes we just, well, he prayed and it, and it happened. So if you want to, you can turn to 1 Kings 18 in verse 42 to 44, and I kind of gave you a little synopsis of what this is, but um, earnestly, here, let me, here's a definition of earnestly, warmly, zealously, importunately, eagerly, with real desire. And here's the example that Webster gives in his 1828 dictionary in Luke 22. Jesus, being in agony, prayed more earnestly when he was praying for the cup to pass. So these aren't just prayers that are, Lord, thanks for the day. Lord, you're so good. These are prayers when we get fervent. We get serious about, we need God to do something. Listen, my brother is struggling. My sister is struggling. God, would you intervene? Amen. Would you help them? Show up on their behalf. Work in their life. Send people their way to be encouragement. Help me to be an encouragement. God, help us. Help them to get victory in this area of their life. They're struggling. Not just, Lord, please bless so-and-so. So I'll read these two verses. Just, I just want you to understand that this is more than just, oh, God, please do something. Uh, 1 Kings 18, 42 and 44. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel. And look what it says. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And it came to pass at that seventh time that he said, behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say unto Ahab, prepare uh, thy chariot and get thee down uh, that the rain stop thee not. This was an earnest prayer. Uh, I think it was a persistent prayer. Uh, his, his servant went back at least seven times to evaluate to see if God had begun moving yet. Many of us would have prayed once, and if God did not answer, we would just give up. Well, I guess that's not the Lord's will. Listen, God wants us to live in victory. God wants to bless our lives. That's not to say we won't have affliction and we won't have struggles at times. But God wants you to overcome sin. And so don't quit. Keep praying. He tells his servant to go back seven times. He persisted in prayer. He prayed earnestly, persistently, with fervor. We must pray earnestly and fervently. We ought to be serious about our prayer life. We need to pray in faith. Everyone in this room probably would say, I believe prayer works. But I know at times, I, I, I'm so presumptuous because it's happened in my life and I've seen it in the lives of other people. Every single one of us at some point have had a doubt about whether it really does work. Listen, God is trustworthy. God is faithful. God desires to hear our petitions and our prayers. He's waiting for us to call upon him to work on our behalf. Scripture teaches that. And, and here momentarily we'll see some of those verses. But, I, the, oh boy, Lord, help us to pray more. Again, I want to remind you that the passage here is imperative. We are commanded to pray for one another. We ought to be praying for one another. 
Listen, but when, when I say we ask in faith, uh, did you see what, what happens here with Elijah, Elias? When he sees a cloud the size of a fist, he says, hey, go. It's coming. God started to work. I don't know about you, but I don't expect a significant storm to slow up a chariot from a cloud this big, the size of a man's hand. But that's the beginning of God working. And so listen, we just need to pray in faith. God will finish the work. God's able to take care of it all. So don't wait for some great visible miracle. God is working in the small things. He can take those small things and do a great, amazing things. But obviously, we need to praise Him when He does move the mountains for us. When there's just something miraculous that He does. And so, uh, but listen, don't always be looking for some big, significant movement of God. Sometimes it's just the small things uh, that God begins to work. And, and uh, so, uh, but pray for one another. Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and washing thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Listen, we ought to be praying for one another. And especially if somebody comes to you with a, with a struggle, Absolutely. you ought to double it down and get serious about that prayer because they're obviously being open and candid enough with you because that thing is overwhelming them. You know, listen, we don't just go to people lightly. Most of us don't, I would say. That's a big deal when somebody brings a challenge or a struggle, mm-hmm. something that they're struggling in their life. That's a big deal. So take it seriously. Make it a serious matter of prayer. Not just when it's convenient for you. When you think about it, write it down. Put it on your prayer list. Pray for them and then talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Keep them accountable if necessary. Now, don't be the Holy Spirit and don't try to control their life in the matter. Just try to encourage and build them up and let them know that you're praying for them. We ought to be praying for one another, especially those that need help, especially, without making them feel bad about it either. A prayer of a righteous man, the passage says the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And so as we close out here, I'm just going to give you some, some basic simple things because uh, I think most of us understand on the, on the basic level that God answers prayer. But I just want to remind you today, he's ready and willing, he's waiting for you to pray. Uh, and he's able, listen, it's God Almighty, the creator of the earth. There's nothing impossible for him. He can do it all. Right. And so, uh, <clears throat> so, right, we must have the imputed righteousness of Christ. Uh, I think that's where it would all begin in salvation. When we receive Christ, we now have access. We are made righteous because of Christ. And so when it says a righteous man, listen, it's not in any righteousness of your own. That's for certain. As it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. So it's not your righteousness that you're able to, uh, but it's because of Christ's righteousness. And I'll remind you of Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. It says, let us therefore boldly come unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Listen, it's because of Christ that we have this great blessing of prayer and the ability to intercede on the behalf of others. So we must understand that. So, so it begins in Christ. Uh, so thank God we have access in Christ. 
to the throne. But also, listen, when we talk about a righteous man or ye which are spiritual, we looked at that verse earlier. Listen, those people ought to be living right. If you want your prayers to be answered, you ought to be living right. According to Scripture. 1 John 3, 22. And whatsoever ye ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing in his sight. And I'll, whenever I see that verse, I just want to remind people, it's not what's pleasing to you. It's those things that are pleasing to God. Those things that are pleasing in his sight. Listen, maybe you're here today and you're thinking, God doesn't answer my prayer. I don't just, I don't see God doing anything in my prayer life. Proverbs 28, 9, he that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Listen, God's not going to listen, hear your prayers if you're not living in accordance to his will. And conducting your life in a righteous way. And living godly. So don't try to attempt something that is not available to you and then get frustrated at God. God wants you living right. Listen, I don't do great things for my kids when they're being punks. That's right. <laughs> Our Heavenly Father acts very similar in that manner. If you're acting like a punk and you're not being obedient to His Word, how do you ever think you're going to go before Him and say, Lord... I need a new Cadillac. It's ridiculous. But so, and that's kind of a, a crazy example, but that's how often we are. We don't want to live a life that's pleasing to him and honoring to him, yet we want all these great benefits and, all these, and a lot of times all these physical things. God's far more concerned with our spiritual relationship with him than he is any of our spiritual thoughts. Listen, he'll meet those needs. He's promised, he's obligated himself that if you would put him first in your life, he will meet those physical needs. So don't, you don't even need to worry about those. And you, you need to be content with what you have. God's far more concerned with your relationship with him. And so don't ever think that you're going to get something from God just by manipulating it. But anyway, I'm kind of off track here. Listen, God's, it's in my notes. God's not a genie we can turn to when things are not going our way. That's not how this works. Our daily obedience to him affects our prayer life. So if your prayer life just feel, seems like it's not there, I challenge you to examine your obedience to the word of God and how you're walking with him. I believe if you would line yourself up, and it goes along with praying in his will, uh, but Albert Barnes says this of a righteous man. The quality on which uh, the success of prayer depends is not the talent, the learning, the rank, the wealth, or office of the man who prays, but the fact that he is a righteous man, that is a good man. And this may be found in the ranks of the poor, as certainly the rich, among the laymen, as well as among ministers of religion, among slaves, as well as among their masters. Listen, this ability to have answered prayer and prayer that avails much is available to every single one of us regardless of our social status or our position in the church. This isn't something that's just special for a preacher or a deacon or an evangelist. This is available to every single one of us. Whether you're rich or poor, it's available to you. And so listen, it, it avails much. So the prerequisites, right? We kind of talked about those. Uh, and then once we have those met, the, the righteousness and, and the fact that we are praying, right? It, it says it avails much. We know that Scripture teaches earnest, fervent prayers of a righteous people 
are able to avail. For the eyes of the Lord, 1 Peter 3.12, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Did you hear that? His ears are open unto their prayers. The Lord's just there waiting. If you're meeting these prerequisites, he's, he's at your disposal, so to speak. That doesn't mean he's going to do everything that you want or desire. That's not what I'm saying. But he is attentive and ready to receive your prayer. He's eager to come and to provide aid. Proverbs 15, 29. The Lord is far from the wicked. Look at what it says here. But he heareth the prayer of the righteous. I came across this. This is not super lengthy. But I think we'll get out of here mostly on time. But I quote, It has been said that prayer moves the arm that moves the world. And if there is anything that can prevail with God, it is prayer. Humble, fervent, earnest petitioning. We have no power to control Him. We cannot dictate or prescribe to Him. We cannot resist Him in the execution of His purposes. But we may ask Him for what we desire. And He has graciously said that such asking may affect much for our own good and the good of our fellow men. Nothing has been more clearly demonstrated in the history of the world than that uh, prayer is effectual in obtaining blessings from God and in accomplishing great and valuable purposes. It has indeed no intrinsic power, but God has graciously purposed that His favor shall be granted to those who call upon Him and that what no mere human power can affect should be produced by His power in answer to prayer. I, listen this morning, we have the ability to call on an almighty God and to see Him do great things. Jeremiah 33, 3, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Listen, prayer has the ability to accomplish not much. However, our prayerlessness or lack of fervor and earnestness are to blame for not experiencing the availing. It's available to us. Perhaps there are struggles that we face that we could overcome if we would turn to one another and ask for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this Sunday school hour. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be a praying people. And Lord, I pray that we would encourage and strengthen one another. Lord, even through the challenges and the struggles that we have, help us, Lord, to, Lord, to comfort and to edify and to build up and to love one another. And Lord, that we would just be a body of believers that we'd be bound together that we could walk closer to you as individuals and that we could execute the mission of the church more effectively and father we pray for the blessing on the service to follow we ask that you would be with our pastor lord that you'd strengthen him lord physically but also lord we pray for a holy spirit filling as he preaches the word that the word would go forth with free course and that you would touch hearts and move in lives and draw us nearer to you than when we came today we ask it in christ's name amen